not yet anyway. I'm actually kind of surprisingly excited for this show, to be honest. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure we'll find a way to make it shitty. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I should never say that. Uh, I mean, I usually don't, but I actually am excited for it, so I'm sure it's going to be by the end. My spirit will be broken, and I'll be crawling away from it. I don't want to be in this world anymore. <laughs> yeah. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what game sucks? Life. <laughs> so, do I get a two-hour return policy on life? Right. <laughs> oh, if only. Oh, if only. All right, so we're doing direct. Uh, let's get this thing started. Oi, oi. Going in three, two, one. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good. It's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. You, dear listener, have decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. But I am not alone. Mostly I'm never alone. With me is... Neil A.K.A. Tiny Wizard. Yes, and I know I have said probably on a couple of things that we were probably going to have a guest in this podcast. Unfortunately, our guest Bloody Nose had some personal stuff spring up at the last at the last minute, so he cannot make it. We will have him in on a future show, maybe even the next show. Who knows? Uh, but Bloody Nose, we'll have you back on. We'll see you soon. Um, other than that, housekeeping. We got to thank the people that makes this possible. Behind our ugly mugs, you're seeing a custom picture. That was designed by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. Then, of course, the theme song for this show and all of the shows here on Old Man Gaming are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right. Guys, girls, that brings us to our first segment, our most important segment, Fans Reaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, we speak to you guys, the fans. We read out all your lovely comments wherever we can find them or remember to read them from. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Right off the bat, backdraft. Woo! You know, I still got something up with my voice, but at least I got my woo back. Uh, <laughs> at least I got my woo back. Um, so that, that he loves to start with a woo. Uh, then we've got Asylum 66 jumping in. Uh, they could have recovered Avengers. Sad they couldn't swerve. Hashtag whose house. To which Backdraft responded, Swerve's house. And that's a wrestling thing. If you know, you know. And I know. Um, nonetheless, I, I also agree. I think they could have recovered that game. I think the things they chose to focus on for post-launch... Uh, and, and like I said, it's it's sad when a game dies. I'm sure that there were developers... Like, Square Enix is a company. I hate that company. They're just... I don't like them. They, I feel like they're a company that people should have should focus on more as being a dirty piece of shit, but they're not like, you know, 
raping people or doing civil, you know, doing the terrible stuff. So nobody's really looking at them, but they're terrible as a company, though. Their practices. Uh, yeah, that's a whole different rant. But uh, but I think that they they kind of forced Crystal Dynamics to focus on things that they probably shouldn't have focused on. Uh, I don't think that the game at its core was bad. There was definitely some bugs in it. But uh, uh, and it definitely felt disjointed. The narrative, uh, the narrative in the games of service parts of that of that game felt in conflict with each other instead of in concert, uh, like a Destiny or something like that. Um, that being said, I think they definitely could have brought that game back. They definitely could have saved it. But instead of letting Crystal Dynamics focus, and this is speculation, but instead of letting Crystal Dynamics focus on tweaks and changes to the game itself, they kind of focused on making them put out content. Uh, and content for a game that's bad is bad content. And that, that's that's the problem. I Again, I think there was some good foundations in Avengers. I think the big things that they needed to change, and these are the things they never were able to focus on, were the enemy typing and the villain fights if they had just if they had just right after launch focused on those two things uh, and the bug fixes cuz there was some bug fixes uh, i actually have one recorded somewhere on the channel where i multiplied hulk 20 times um but uh if they had just focused on those i think you could have saved that game i think that would have been dynamic enough to bring people back because that the big problem people had with the game wasn't even really the bugs the big problem people had with the games was it was monotonous you know it, it was the same bad guys and the same three villains over and over and over and over again yeah just by adding more of the same stuff doesn't necessarily right. equate to content right. i also think too that they uh like with with games my own personal opinion uh like with a single pl single player game like you have this this whatever they promise the game is going to be well if it's not that okay you can do some updates and then there becomes a point where like well it's okay but inherently with a live service game, a live service game is there to be updated, to change. And when you promise things like, what did they say, 10 years of support and mm -hmm. stuff like that, mm -hmm. you're over-promising on a level that is exponentially higher than on a single player game because not only do you have to worry about the normal shit but you have to worry about making enough content making enough bug fixes you know this that and the other um expansion of you know mission types stuff like that for 10 years so that's what people glom on to is well we've been told x y and z live services on their own for the most part don't necessarily come out in their most complete slash best form right out of the gate. So they were already working with the stack, the, the deck stacked against them. And I feel like it was just one of those things to where combined with, you know, all the other things with squares financials that just kind of built it up too much to the point that where square slash crystal dynamics is just like, man, we don't want any more, you know, we're probably not going to get anything else out of this. And it really, treats a game like a novelty more yeah. than like uh, a, a work of art as it were yeah. in some cases. And, and games as services can be works of art. They really can be. Mm -hmm. It's just you have to treat them as such. I think 
not to make this into a mini talking point, but I think I don't disagree with that. I even want to add to it even more and say that they didn't treat the additional content like a games of service content. They treated it like a single player content. And that was the problem, I think, is is they didn't like if like there's two very big differences between DLCs, you know, in my opinion. Stop me if you think I'm wrong. But with a games of service, you're constantly balancing, constantly making small tweaks to the game to kind of update it and make it big. And then you're adding small, bigger things as you go, like playable classes, playable characters, stuff like that. But that's that's how you're supporting the game. With a single-player DLC, you usually get big DLCs once every so many months, and it gives you a big chunk of narrative content. Maybe another character, maybe another location, uh, but it's 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 more of the game that you've already played. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is usually how it works. Um, they handle this like a single player. Like you look at their their updates, you know the Wakanda update, and then the Winter Soldier update, and the the Hawk Girl update, the Hawk Eye update. Like all of them were handled like a single player. Like there was a a trailer for it, and then there was a character drop, but it, but it was with a new level base and and all of that instead of like something like what For Honor does, which it's like all right, we're constantly making these bug updates, these changes, these game balancing changes, and then so every so often here's a new character, here's a new map, here's a new game mode. You know that's how you should be doing a games as service instead of these big giant drops. Even Destiny, which has big giant drops, has these like ongoing little changes as they go along. And I don't, I didn't think you saw any of that. You know, they they Mm-mm. they were definitely handling it like a single player DLC, in my opinion. And I think that's part of the problem. But I do agree to Asylum's point. Uh, it definitely could have been fixed. It definitely could have been fixed, and it definitely could have been a ship that was righted. But you know, the games that I enjoy with that could have had their ship righted, but wouldn't uh, that list just keeps growing now? Because <laughs> Anthem was the same thing for me. Like, I just—it's another one that is like this is a great foundation, and then they just botch everything that came after. You know what I mean? You know, I really wonder too. Uh... Like like you mentioned, not to get too hung up on this yeah. as like a little mini talking point. Spend a little bit point. too much time on it, but that's fine. <laughs> but uh, it, well, I mean, just one last thing with mm-hmm. it is, I almost wonder how much of the decision to pull the plug really does come down to a suit somewhere saying, "Well, it's going to cost yep. this much." to put the game in a state that really you know yep. matters and everything, and will bring us money in, but. How much are we realistically going to get out of that? And I, I mean, I don't necessarily think that that line of reasoning is incorrect because, I mean, technically I... they're all businesses. But uh, at the same time, I don't know as if, you know, a corporate type has enough insight to really say how much money or what things are worth, you know? You know, I'm going to go one step further on that and I'm going to say, it is the wrong point of view, and it has been proven to be the wrong point of view. I think the games that actually write themselves, that write the ship and get themselves going, you know, after the fact, right? That make themselves a better game. They're all independent studios. 
they're all independent studios who are willing to put the work in and push forward with what they have. You look at No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is not a first-party studio. It's not even a second-party studio. It had some ex exclusivity deals in the beginning, but they were able to kind of look at it and go, okay, this is how we make this better, regardless of pricing. That's what we're going to do. And it has worked. That brought people back around. That game is a huge success now and it was an absolute failure in the beginning so like when you really look at the times that like a, a game has come back right they're independent studios that were able to say fuck the cost effective let's do what the people want and people will show up whereas you have mathematicians in the corporations and they're like the cost effective yada 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 doesn't fit it we're gonna shut it down and because of that, it gets shut down. I don't believe for a second that Avengers, Anthem, any of these games, if they had just been like, look, just make it right, whatever it costs, they'd be successes. I, I think they'd be successes because there were people behind those games that loved those games that maybe made some mistakes along the way, but never got the chance to write them because somebody was sitting behind a desk with a calculator saying it's not worth the cost, which... Mm -hmm. The thing, I would agree with that point of view if there weren't proven successes on the market right now. And every one of these corporate guys are the first to say, we're going to make this the next No Man's Sky. You know, everyone is like, we're going to make this the next No Man's Sky. Don't worry. But then they're also the first to shut it down because they think they're not going to make the money back. And that's, that's a big problem for me. Mm -hmm. We we gotta move on. That's that's only that's only comment too. Uh, excuse me, everybody. Sorry about that. That was disgusting. Uh, William Hoen, drama between Zach and Neil. Nom 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 nom. I love internet <laughs> drama. By the way, just saying Neil is not that weird. You could start by saying Neil, aka a tiny, then Neil, aka, then Neil, aka, and then Neil. Ugh, I can swear I commented on the last episode. It's annoying when that happens. It's not that Microsoft don't have the money to pay their people. It's just that they want to use it for something else. Yeah, beating FTC. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you can actually scale back on Halo Infinite? Isn't it the game where nothing is being done for and is full of cut content like the split screen thing? For my off-topic this week, I know I said I was done with roguelike, roguelite games, but Fury Unleashed got on sale for $2 and I couldn't resist. It's really good. It takes place in a comic book where all cases being a room. You start from the upper left of the page and you need to make it to the bottom right to change the page. There's a ton of weapons, a skill tree, etc. Amazing game. Thanks for the show. Cheers. Hashtag Zach, aka the desk banger. I gotta say, as far as nicknames go, I like Pepperidge Farms better. Stick the with desk that. banger. But the desk banger, I'll take it. I definitely bang the desk too much. Uh, yeah, we. Our drama is always limited. It's always limited drama <laughs> between me and Neil. That's one of the things. It's one of the reasons Neil is the podcast host. And I never consider changing him out because no matter how crazy I get, he puts up with it. And no matter how 
annoying he gets sometimes. I put up with it, and it just it works. It it doesn't it doesn't have any like effect. I just you know. I just want the record to be clear on the <laughs> name thing. That's all. Well, you know, I I have to say I've never had to do the saltines thing yet, so. I know, I know. You said you were almost there once. Like, there were there was like one or two times where I'm like <laughs> I don't think I have any I don't know. I'm I'm forty one years old. I got beliefs about the world. Not everybody wants to hear them. And this isn't probably the place for it. So that's kinda I, I get it. I'm totally okay with the saltines thing. I'm glad you haven't said the saltines thing though. Um let me see. What else? Uh, thanks people for the... who just started listening within the past six months. What's saltines? What's saltines? <laughs> Go back and listen Go to it all. Back to listen to the old episodes. Every, every 174 episodes, you listen to it. Uh, don't like listen to it. Like my puppy is. I told, I told <laughs> Neil a long time ago, uh, if I ever start to go too crazy into a rant to where he thinks that what I'm saying will get us canceled, he should just start yelling saltines at the top of his lungs like a code word. Uh, what's sad is we both know it wouldn't work. Like, you'd start yelling saltines, and I'd be like, no, 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 it's okay. Trust me, trust me. Let me just get through this. And then <laughs> be too late. Like, once the boulder starts down the hill with me, it's it's going to the bottom, regardless of who it crushes along the way. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Microsoft, I, I still maintain they totally did this to, 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 to screw over, to, to get points with the FTC. Still 100% believe it. Um, moving on, though, thank you for your comment, of course. Uh, Jason, a mega corporation is being evil? Tell me it ain't so. I hate this point of view, Jason. I love you to death as a fan. I love you to death and your comments. I want to say that ahead of time before I say that. But when did it become okay? Like, I hate that sarcastic, like, oh, the evil guy's being evil. Never would have thought of it. Yeah, but that that kind of mentality speaks to us accepting that as the regular. And when we start accepting it as the regular, when we're making jokes about it as the regular, it becomes the regular and they win. Like, if we're not outraged when they do outrageous shit, then they'll just keep doing it. If we're just like, oh, I expect it from them, then, then we have a problem. We, we as consumers need to not get beaten down to the point where we're willing to just make like backhanded comments and then walk it off. Because that's what they want. They want us to walk it off and pay $70 for their buggy-ass shit. And that's that's the problem. That's a, that's a little bit of the problem there. So, like, when I get crazy and I get outrageous about something that all of these companies do on a regular basis, it's because I'm refusing to just walk away. To just walk away from the table with a, with a sarcastic joke remark. I, I'm picking my battle, and this is my battle. At least with words here. Obviously, I'm not you know, burning the place down or something, uh, but, <laughs> salty and saltines, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we as consumers have to say no, like, we have to say no, and when we start just kind of writing it off, it, it causes a problem, it's, it's part of the problem, it's part of the problem, because we've just come to accept this kind of abuse as commonplace. And I haven't. I don't like it. If I get abused like this, I'm not going to buy your games. I'm not going to use your product. It's just that simple. You know? I don't know. That's my thought process on it. And again, I know this is kind of conflicting with Jason. I still love you as a commenter. 
just disagreeing with that post a little bit. I, I think it's one of those things to where in something, in a statement or something to actually have some sort of effect on like a larger corporation, like a whole swath, like 50%, if not 60%, of uh, a consumer base, fan base, whatever their main base is, has to make that statement for it right. to be effective. You're right, and but one person has to make it before the other 60%. Somebody has to make the statement first, and if nobody else follows along, that's fine. But somebody's got to make the statement in the first place. And that's what I think it is, is the, the oh, wow, companies being right. evil, what? Right. Because, like... Everybody in their own little sects have, you know, made some sort of stand or statement, but eventually just get discouraged and stuff. Like yeah. I know like myself, yeah. like, you know, I sit here, like I've, I talk about like, you know, crunch, terrible work conditions Ooh. like that all the time. And, Oh, what am I doing? You know, I'm still out there buying the triple A games like that in and of itself, like that action negates my complaints about it Doesn't as a serious it. argument. Uh, see, uh, that's because... something that bothers me. That's something that bothers me. That because you see something wrong, but you're participating in it, somehow you're part of the problem. I, 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 I don't like that thought process. Like you're, you're able to be outraged by something, even if you're somehow contributing to it. I mean, you're not putting those people through crunch. You're just playing a game. You know, it right. just sucks that your product is coming from a shitty place. I hate that idea that just like, ah, if you if you don't live what you're saying, you can't say the thing that you're saying. Well, that's crap. That's crap because we should be allowed to say things like that. That's been an ideal that's kind of newer. And I hate that. I hate that, that you can't like, first of all, I'm going to say this right now. Everyone on this planet, every walking person that talks and thinks is a hypocrite. Don't tell me you're not. There, there's no person out there who hasn't said something and then done the exact opposite. There's just nobody out there who hasn't. Everybody in some way, shape, or form or at one time in their life has been a hypocrite. Just because that has happened doesn't mean you can't point out injustice. It doesn't mean you can't say there's some shit in the world. You know, like... No. I hate that I live your words crap. It's 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 crap. Like I don't know. I don't know. Uh that's I'm getting a little preachy on the subject. I just I think that like I think that we shouldn't be okay with it. We shouldn't be okay. If something bad happens and we're pointing it out regardless of what we played in it, doesn't mean we should be okay with it. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't mean we shouldn't say, "Hey, I don't like this." You know? Uh, yeah. Even if it gets us nowhere, you know. Yeah, I, th I think I, I I get the gist of what you're saying. Yeah. yeah no, I yeah I get it. Uh, okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh, if Microsoft bought every game studio, I'm confident they would still have no games to release. Asylum sixty six. Ah, yeah, probably not. They'd actually have probably less games to release if they bought every game studio because then you they know, wouldn't have to make them. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny that was said because um, I was listening to there was that Phil Spencer interview that oh. IGN did. Yeah. Um, Man loves an interview, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he straight up said, like, one of the questions was, like, hey, 
basically nothing came out last year. Mm -hmm. Is this next year going to be the year? And he straight up said that he wasn't going to say that this year is going to be the year because he doesn't want to have egg on his face, basically. Right, right. Because even when the head of your gaming division is even like, I don't know, maybe we don't have anything in the pipeline. I don't know. I mean, when you really think about it, if you own all the games... You don't have to make the games because nobody else can make the games. So you don't really have to spend any money if you don't make the games. See where I'm going with this? This is why it's bad that they own as much as they own. And everybody thinks like, oh, it's, it's great. It's going to get this influx. Well, not everybody anymore. We're definitely getting a, a pushback from the media on them because they haven't released games. But they don't have to release games. They own Bethes- They own almost all their competitors. They don't have to release games. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's almost like the same sort of situation with uh, Valve and Steam uh, yes. from a little bit of a different yes. direction. But, you know, Valve used to make games, but yeah. they don't anymore because they have Steam. They're a platform right. for distributing games, right. and that's how they make their money. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So moving on. Uh Jason, again, video game companies obviously need more blood points. <laughs> Still obsessed with Dead by Daylight. Uh, it's a great game. Great game. Uh, and then Backdraft finally finishes us off. Willow is a major favorite from my childhood. Big Trouble in Little China is one of my all-time favorite movies. Egg Shen, you leave Jack Burton alone. Oh, dude, man, don't get in a, in a quote off with me on, on uh, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Like, yeah, light coming out of his mouth. Uh, I love Big Trouble in Little China. And yes, that's one of my favorites too. Willow, same way. I love both those movies. Uh, and the series on Disney Plus, I, I love it. I don't know if anybody, everybody else will, but I, uh, I love the first season. So, But that blings us. Uh, blings us. Bling, bling. Blings bling, us to bling. the end of uh, Fan Traction, finally. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about the developer direct from Microsoft as our talk talking point, and you will be surprised to hear my thoughts on it, I think. I think, I think. So we'll be right back with that, unless you got anything else to add, Neil? Uh, no. No, he says no. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to a talking point. Our talking point today... Uh, is an interesting one. So, on we've talked about how Microsoft has been under a lot of critical fire lately. Uh, game awards, they didn't show any any game trailers, any dates, nothing. We have no release dates for any of their fourteen plus projects they have working on from all their various studios. We uh, Starfield got delayed indefinitely. We have no release date on that. Redfall had no blah 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 blah. However, Microsoft fans had a shining light, and that was a developer direct. It came out this last Wednesday, the 25th, and uh, it was a very interesting show. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna take him I'm gonna take him through it, Neil. I'm gonna take him through it, and then we could just start breaking it down. What do you think? Or do you want to go game by game? Yeah, let's go uh, in the order in which they presented everything. I'm gonna have a hard time remembering that. 
uh, oh, the exact what order. Talking about. But I, I remember the five games. I just don't remember the exact order they were they were. Oh, well, just do it. however, however you want to do it. Then. Here's That's the fine. first thing. You know what? That, I have I have a chronological list yeah. of announcements. Yeah. Uh, the, the, each trailer lasted exactly 12 minutes. And, no, I don't have that. Uh, what I'd like to talk about first is the overall show as a whole. Not any of the game content yet. We'll go into the game content individually. But I want to talk about the Developer Direct itself. I was really, really objectively impressed with this Developer Direct. I thought, personally, uh, first of all, like I said, not going into any of the game specific yet, uh, this show only had five games on it. It was a tight 40 minutes, like 40 plus minutes, I think. Um, and basically what they did is they had a, they would walk a developer out, basically talk down the camera. Then they would cut between them talking and footage of the game. Uh, and then specifically whatever aspects of the game they wanted to show you. One of them was all about like stories of what the developers had done in the games. Another one was about the technical achievement of the game. Whatever those developers really wanted to present to you was what these directs were about. Uh, and then they gave you either a date or a window. One of them I don't believe at all, but we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> most of them seemed relatively firm. Um, and then they actually gave you a game. A surprise game yeah. launch right then and there. So, that being said, as a whole, I thought the Developer Direct was literally, format-wise, exactly what Xbox needed um on the the critical front i mean it, it was almost like they were like this is exactly what we have to do to make anybody happy we have to give them dates we have to give them gameplay and we have to give it to them now you know yeah and nothing extra they didn't give us any one more thing announced trailer like they did with fable the last time and and everybody's still wondering where that's coming because i was waiting for that that would have been my big bitch. It's like, oh, we have one more to show you, and it was going to be some fucking announced trailer with no gameplay in it. And I'd be like, that's not coming out, ever. But they didn't do that. No surprise bullshit. It was just five games. Every one of them showed gameplay. And every one of them had at least a re release window. Four out of five had dates. So not speaking about the individual games, because we're going to do that individually. What do you think about the overall show and what I've just said? Um, I enjoyed, uh, the, the show as a whole, uh, the only thing that kind of got to me a little bit, I think is this was framed, like you said, as this is what we have to do. So this is what we have coming up in the year. Right. But it almost seemed as if these things were the things that were going to like, this is guaranteed what's going to be in a year. Anything else we show you after this point, we might say it's going to be within the right. year, but okay. it's probably not going to be within the year. Okay. And I feel like that was the the one cloud that was kind of looming above all of this. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I know that yeah. it, that's kind of the negative fly in the ointment, but I kind of I kind of got that feeling as well. Kind of like don't expect anything else. If you right. get it, it's great. But but we showed you games and we showed you dates. <laughs> That's what we have, you know. I, I kinda, Get off my back, Jesus! Right, right, <laughs> right. 
Stop comparing it to the FCC. Like, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. It was definitely a cloud hanging over it. Nonetheless, if you if you try to remove that and you just look at the programming itself from start to finish, I think it was I think it was pretty good. I, I like directs that are all business like this. Yeah, I, I do wish that as a whole they would have showed maybe two more games. Um, not like any games in particular, because this came across as somewhat, somewhat like a um, like an appetizer, mm -hmm. but also as a uh, like a truncated like this could have been an email sort of situation. <laughs> like it even was the, formatted that way, so I kind of see what yeah, you're saying. I, well, that, I mean, yeah, that's true. It was yeah, kind of like they were like way, opening like, videos on a computer screen. Yeah. yeah. And and I and of course like I'm over here talking shit about it, but like overall, it was a pretty good showing, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, like especially like the the surprise launch, like that on its own was even like oh 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 oh, oh okay, cool. But I'm sure we'll get into that when we oh, yeah, break we will it down we will. I I think that I have been overwhelmingly negative on Microsoft for probably about the last like five to six months, I feel like. And I feel mm -hmm. with good reason. I don't take any of that back. But uh, I, I think objectively this was exactly what they needed. And I will say as far as formatting goes, I wish all these fucking shows were like this. Because yeah. I only found myself saying bullshit once. And the last Ubisoft show, Ubisoft show I watched was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. The Game Award trailers. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I would much rather a show like this where I am like, okay, okay, this all makes sense. I can accept all this, you know? And, hey, half of these could get changed or delayed. We don't have – we can't see the future, you know? Right. But but for this, it all looked like these all these dates can be hit, except for one. We'll get into that. Uh, and, and, and they gave you something right away, which I thought was – Impressive. So let's go ahead and break it in. Let's talk about the game that they gave you right away. We'll start there. Even though I think it was the third reveal on the show. Why don't we just start with Hi-Fi Rush? Yeah. This was that... a total shocker. Yeah, it was a total shocker. And you know what? It, what, it reminds me of that... The, the sense of sort of like excitement that I got from watching that trailer... Uh, was very much like what what it used to be watching game shows yeah yeah uh, it was very much like oh wow this is pretty cool all right oh this is great when is this when is this coming out here you oh, go today today yeah. today it's already like it, you can play this today and it's on game pass yeah what and of yeah. course, I haven't got around to playing it yet. But I like, played it. I can actually talk about it a little bit. I, yeah, I haven't I, played a ton of it, but I played a little bit of it. Yeah, it's very much like they just kind of toss that in our laps, and you know they could have, they could have used that. They could have sat on that for a little bit longer. They could have done, you know, whatever, either added more polish or just do what Nintendo does and finish games and just sit there and sit on them until they want to do something with them. They could have showed this at E3. Their E three showing and that oh by the way it's available now yeah. and gotten even more buzz with it yeah 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 um, but they chose to use it here but I loved it I, I loved that that whole surprise here it is or like 
the uh, you know how they like to do now, like they announce a game and oh, and it's coming in yeah. I mean, five months, you five know months, that right. sort of thing. I think that uh, I'm re- I was really impressed with uh, the quality of the appearance of this game, um, without us hearing anything about it, uh, yeah. anything at all, and it's from a horror developer. Just so yeah, that's knows. the craziest just, part just, of it. We haven't really explained it to the people who didn't watch the show. Right now, you can get a game on Game Pass. It's called Hi-Fi Rush. It is a cel-shaded kind of almost anime-looking, like American anime-style uh, game where you play a character. It's a rhythm-based hack-and-slash. Uh, so, like, there's always music going. They have some really good licensed track and unlicensed tracks in the game. And if you press the buttons on the beat, you get bigger damage, uh, and the entire world moves to the beat. So even the enemies have to attack on the beat, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's a very interesting game. Um, and that got released from Tango. Tango GameWorks. Tango GameWorks. That's right. I couldn't remember the second part. Uh, Tango GameWorks, which they've only ever—they've made the—they were the Evil Within guys. Uh, yeah. Which is a heavy horror game, but this is very non-horror. Uh, wasn't leaked. No one had ever heard of it. They were just like, hey, we're really excited to work on this, and it's available today in Game Pass. Um, so I have a couple of negatives about this one, though. Okay. Um, and they come from playing it, which the experience is not bad by no means. I have not noticed any bugs, and it is solid as far as the quality and what it is. However, it's an eight-hour game. Okay. So it's only eight hours. Uh, with no multiplayer or anything, and it feels like an indie. And now, granted, it could get a little bit bigger as I get more into it, but I'm already two hours in, and the combat is very rudimentary and very simple, even with the beat stuff. So part of me is like, "Mm, was this planned to be a bigger one? And we're basically playing a demo of what 2 is going to be, which will be a big, giant one with a world map and all that shit. Like, I got to wonder. I got to wonder on that because uh, this doesn't feel, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't gotten to the end yet, but it doesn't feel like it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. And it's day one, and it's not buggy. So I don't want to put negative spin on it that much. But it still kind of feels like... Like, there could have been more game here. You know what I mean? You know, I almost wonder if... Now, this, of course, is me talking as somebody who's not played that game. Played a little bit of the first Evil Within, and boy, did I absolutely hate it from a game design standpoint. Uh, I've never played either one of them. I, I think I've told you this rant before. Long story short, the game guides you to do the things that are incorrect oh. by... By game design standpoints, uh, it's, I I can break it down, but basically it's, yeah, it, it, the game tries to make you do things that is objectively wrong. Uh, but anyways, um, but I feel like, like you'd mentioned, I think that's all these guys, these guys have done is horror stuff because they Uh also did, uh, 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 Ghostwire. Yes. Yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, yeah. So, three games, all horror. I feel like it was a palate cleanser. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't. This could be something... Like, 
honestly, the makings of this could be something big. I just feel like it's very bare bones. I feel like they had mm. more planned for this, and maybe Microsoft was like, yeah, this is great. Could you make this done in like two ma- months? Uh, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I guess we could. So I, I feel like we're going to get a, a, a Hi-Fi Rush 2 if this is popular in like a year or two, and it's going to be like three times the size of this, kind of like how River City Girls 1 and 2 is. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get the same thing. Like, it's going to feel like once the second one comes out, this will feel like a demo of the second one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, still, re- released at day one, no leaks, just popped out there, and it's a very competent game. Uh, I Like I said, I want to see kind of where it goes, but it's very interesting to play. So let's go on to the next one. Let's go on to the next one. Let's talk about the bullshit one. I want to get the negativity out of the way before we talk about more positive. Uh, the negativity is the Forza. Forza Motorsport. Uh, no longer numbered. They're just going with Forza yeah. Motorsport. I guess this is a reboot or whatever. Yeah. Um, I do not believe for a second that game is coming out this year. I don't believe for a second this game is coming out this year. I just don't. Uh, and that was the only one that didn't give a specific release date. It just said coming in 2023. I, yeah. don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Nonetheless, the show for it was really good. Technically and visually very stunning. Uh, and that was kind of their feel, you know. That's Again, that's one of the things I liked about this is that every one of these trailers had like a different focused feel on it. And yeah. they kind of did exactly what that game is supposed to do. Because when you go to one of these next-gen ra- racing games, that's what you want. You want beautiful visuals, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what they focused on. They just focused on how the car gets dirt in the crevices more than it gets dirt on the surface and, like, like where it takes damage and how it reflects and stuff like that. This was the trailer that I kind of tuned out a little bit for. As much as I, yeah. I, I, I like racing games, I don't hate them. The technical stuff, I've said it before on this, it doesn't do anything for me. If, if your game's 16-bit and it's good, I'm just as happy with that as like brilliant graphics. I'm not saying graphics aren't cool. I think graphics are cool, but when they're the only thing you're talking about, I I tend to tune out cuz I don't care about them that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think that the people who are diehard fans of this series, that is what they want to hear. Uh, they also pointed out how much more they're going to put in on the working on the car and the building the car sort of in this game, which I think is cool. Uh, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, force. I mean, I will tell you this, this show made me like, Oh, I might download it kind of in the, in the vein of my computer can handle it. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's true too, but I mean, I at least have the series X. So I mean, there's that, but, uh, yeah, the, um, it's the same sort of feel that I got with Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's like, oh, wow, that mm-hmm. looks really cool. Like, I just want to see it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and, like, you know, build the ultimate car and take it online in rallies. Like, <laughs> no, I just want to I just want to look at something pretty. Like, hey, this looks cool. And then, you know, do some stupid shit, like drive backwards on the track and crash in cars <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, and I, just... I like a good racing game. I tend to tend to lean more than to Forza Horizon. However, Forza Horizon, the last two ones have not done it for me because they took out any sort of like really 
not any sort of, but the competitive, the long-term competitive aspects of those games, uh, mm-hmm. which is irritating to me. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this one looks interesting. I would definitely definitely give this a try. Uh, but do you think it's coming in 2023? I don't think no. it's coming in 2023. No. Yeah, I don't. No, not a- because this show, like we'd mentioned, I feel like this was the show that they very much put their claim in everything, and everything else had dates, but this still had like a general window. Yep, this was um, the one. This was the one that I was like, bullshit. This I th- is the I- same as same as Todd Howard saying yeah. the release date for. Uh, for Starfield is written in pencil yeah. on the uh, calendar. It's the same vibe. Yeah, this will be a launch. This will be a launch title for the updated hardware. <laughs> like that's what this will be. It's not going to be anytime soon, I don't think. Um, all right, so let's move into the better ones. Uh, this one I really wanted to talk about. I really want to talk about this. I know you're probably not as excited to talk about it, but I'm going to explain why I'm so excited to talk about it and. And I'll see if that doesn't get you a little bit more excited. And that's Minecraft Legends. Really excited to talk about that one. Here's why, okay? So what is Minecraft Legends? It is PvE, PvP at the same time. You go in with a team of four or I think maybe more. I'm not exactly sure on the team size. But you have to build a castle that you protect from the other team uh, using resources that you, you mine and explore on a procedurally generated map while... Not only another player team is out there doing the same, but PvE monsters are trying to kill your guys and, and, and come in. And this trailer focused on the developers talking about their experiences playing the game. Like That's what mm-hmm. that, that was. I thought that was really smart and interesting because personally, I have heard Minecraft Legends multiple times. I had no fucking idea what it was until I watched this trailer. Had no idea. And so this trailer did that. They, they, they talked about what they do in it. I don't know if I'll ever play Minecraft Legends. Okay? I don't. But I am, a, I am a, a fan of the craft. And I think this game is actually innovating in a way that multiplayer games have never done before. And that's why I'm really interested in it. I think the idea that... If you have a guy who wants to just explore the map, they're useful. And if you have somebody who wants to just build, they're useful. And if you have somebody who wants to fight, they're useful. I think that is a really interesting and unique thing in a multiplayer. Because even when even when you have those different tasks in a multiplayer game, it's usually still restrained to the one thing you're doing. Right? Like, right. Well, I'm healing the party, but you're still with the party. You're mm-hmm. still doing the one thing that you're doing, whether it's slaying a monster or going through a dungeon or whatever. With this, you really can just kind of do your own thing, at least the way they described it. Do your own thing and still be contributing to your team stuff, as long as not everybody's doing the same <laughs> what thing. you're doing. Yeah. Right. But still, I think that is really cool and innovative. I think it's really interesting. Uh, I also love the idea of procedurally generated maps every time uh, for this because that way you can actually explore every time. You're going to get something different every time. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I don't know. I, I only play online with a couple of people. I play with the Phils and I play with Asylum and his buddies. If neither one of them get this game, I can't play it. It's just that simple. <laughs> like, I can't. That being said, I watched this trailer and it was just like, this This is a great fucking concept and idea 
for a multiplayer game, especially in Minecraft. And and one thing that I hated about Minecraft Dungeons is Minecraft Dungeons is just Diablo with worse yeah. graphics. That's all it is. You don't build, you don't explore, you don't do any of the things that really make Minecraft Minecraft. You just do Diablo inside Minecraft. I, I'll just play Diablo if that's what I want, or Torchlight, or whatever. Like, this actually kind of felt like a spin on the original Minecraft. It felt like, yeah, you can build, you can resource hunt, you can you explore. Like, it felt like Minecraft, but with a different, a different presentation. I thought this was a really, really cool trailer and game. Yeah, I am not going to lie. Like, it did make me go, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm yeah. glad you had the same reaction. Yeah, I, I did. I know, I I know usually did. when you hear online multiplayer, you just start to yeah. think about your um, next day or whatever. Uh, right. Like, uh, I don't know. It's because it is so, so different yeah. in that, like, it's Minecraft, but takes aspects of almost like. Starcraft? Yeah. 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 You had uh, the RTS then, stuff in there too. Yeah. I didn't even mention that. Yeah. And then like you turn around and like you turn it into like uh PvP, but PvE, but mm -hmm. if you just want to play Minecraft as Minecraft, you can do that while this is all going on and everything's still cool. Yeah. Like you, there's a lot of different ways to play the game. And then they right. talked about like the strategies and everything like that of like how people can capture uh, the other team's base. Like right. it's a the different ways to build your walls for your defense. I think yeah. that uh, I saw you yawn. You, Sorry. I, mean, I tried. It's, it's I tried the same, to play it's it the off. same effect. Uh, if I could see you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that, I, I don't know, I was just really wowed by this trailer. Again, may never get to play it, because I'd have to convince, like, at least three other people to play it with me, and I don't know yeah. if I got that in me. Uh, but it just, it just is doing something I've never seen a PvP do before, and I really, like, I mean, it depends on the, the delivery, right? If they can actually right. pull that off. Uh, but... I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited about that one. Uh, anything else? That is coming April 18th, and I believe that one. I believe that that will be on April Yeah, 18th. that I think is the, uh, the closest one upcoming outside of the, of course, release that, uh, <laughs> right. that, that just happened that show. The release today one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's three. Uh, what, was, what was the fourth one? Why can't I remember the fourth one? Uh, Elder Scrolls Online expansion. Okay. All right. We don't have to go into depth on this. Look, Elder Scrolls is a it's a great MMO, but it's an MMO-ass MMO as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And I just don't play those. There's nothing interesting about them. It's a lot of spamming buttons. And I'm, I'm not saying there's not strategy to it, guys. Anybody out there who's an MMO fan, I'm not trying to hate on you. It's just a it's just a type of game that I don't get into. That's all. I played. Yeah. I tried to play Elder Scrolls Online for a while, and like it just doesn't work for me. That being said, looks really cool. Very happy for anybody who does play that game, uh, especially with all the stuff they said is kind of going to be free for a little while too, and they're getting a whole new like class or whatever. I think that's great. Uh, and I hope people enjoy it. But I don't have a lot to say about this no. because this is just not my area. It just isn't. 
You got anything to add? No, not really. Like, I mean, it looked good. It's just, like, I've played Elder Scrolls Online. It's World of Warcraft on Tamriel, and I don't like the way that system works, you know? I just right. don't. So, uh, all right. Uh, moving on, then, to our fifth and final one. Uh, the Redfall. big one. Redfall, ladies and gentlemen. Redfall. I am excited about Redfall. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I don't know if I'm on the hype train, but I am excited about Redfall. I'm more excited today than I think I've ever been excited about it. Um, I think that the developers of it have been really cool about how they talk to people too, which is a refreshing kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, they showed an 11-minute deep dive on Redfall. Uh, where they gave you kind of combat, how you're going to move through the level. Guys, it's not a Left 4 Dead with vampires. It's actually more like a Far Cry with vampires uh, that you can play multiplayer or solo. They actually stress, they're like, you could totally mm -hmm. play this solo. We wanted to put an emphasis on the multiplayer in the beginning because we wanted to show you that the multiplayer is really cool, but every one of these characters can be built to be a solo character build with no problem. Uh, the other thing I really liked about it, um, and this is not part of the show, but the developers of this had actually said, like, when somebody questioned them about the whole Left 4 Dead thing, you just expect, like, w when you hear all of the, like, just buy a PlayStation 5, who gives a fuck about you, sort of, like, comments that developers and yeah. companies make. They were like, hey, we totally get why people would think it's Left 4 Dead. Uh, it's not on them. It's it, like our marketing is just the way it has been. And, and it, we totally understand that misunderstanding, but it's actually mm -hmm. not. Here's what it is. It's more like a Far Cry t sort of thing. Um, I love this trailer. This trailer was my favorite part of this. We got a date of May 2nd uh, for the release of this. I'm, I, I want to believe that one. I want to believe that one. They they're objectively not wrong. It is the first half, just barely. Yeah, just barely. But the first half of 2023. Yeah, uh, I want to believe that's not going to get delayed. It's going to get another delay. I, I think it'll hit one more delay, and then it'll come out. I think that this is going to be. I, I think this is going to end up actually being a late June, early July game. It's possible. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for May. Um, but yeah, it's a really good trailer. I liked everything about this. I think this game looks great. I'm trying to talk Neil and his wife into doing a Let's Play with me on it uh, because they both look interested in it. I'm I'm more excited for this game than I ever was before. This game was low level on my radar, like something that, ah, it's going to be in Game Pass, I'm sure I'll review it sort of game. Now I'm I think it might be one of my most like excited ones right now. I, whenever they first announced it, I was like, oh, okay, well, this is going to be some online only Fallout 76 style bullshit. Yeah. So, like, I was just, I was already checked out right out of the gate. Right. Uh, and then you had sent me that article. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then I was like, okay. And then I saw this and I'm like, okay, I'm now subscribed to this. Yeah. I'm ready to go with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm very on board with Redfall. I want to see. I really want to see how that looks when it comes out. I'm very excited about it. Um, like I said, May 2nd, I'm, I'm real not sure about that. Obviously, you think it's going to get delayed. Yeah. Uh, I think they had to put a date on it. but um, I think 
so because this... if, if if on a show with five games they had two that were like sometime in 2023, that, they would have yeah, they gotten the same shit. They would have gotten the same they shit. They've the been same getting. shit. But I almost wonder if they put a date on it so that they could give people a window for Starfield, if that makes sense. Because a lot of their phrasing and wording about Starfield and its launch yeah. had been very weirdly focused around Redfall and saying it's going to be after Redfall. Redfall's coming in the first half of the year, so you're probably going to get Starfield in the back half. Like It's just like those two have been so weirdly connected, and I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it's like a, a Bethesda-y sort of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, it's because they were announced yeah. at the same show, and they just keep getting updates at the same time, you know? Yeah. I think, I think, personally, and I don't know if this is tea or not, I'm starting to believe Starfield is not going to come out this year. I don't think it's coming out. I, I, I don't think it's coming out this year. I, I, be I think, I think it's going to be year. like a 2024 thing. Uh, that being said... Uh, yeah, I think I think the people who needed this more than Microsoft is actually Bethesda. I think they need a win, and I think Redfall definitely because I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, Starfield is it's starting to turn in the people's eyes. Like people, yeah. Like every time I go on Google, the articles are not like, "Look at this new thing from Starfield." It's like, "Starfield is it really gonna be good? Starfield is it worth the delay? Starfield, blah 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 blah." Like because they. They've dragged their feet so long. I think they announced the game forever ago. Yeah. They yeah. took multiple years to even show us anything of it. And then when they finally did, they were like, oh, well, guess what? Here's this big dramatic 11, 11, 22. And like yeah. a rocket shoots off into the sky. And then what, three weeks later, some bullshit like, well, actually, hey, you know. Uh, Cyberpunk did the same thing, and everybody was right. still super hyped for that mess. I, I, I think a part of it, too, is people have been burned by this shit before, and we're starting to get into that territory where you've got a perfect storm of you've had like two or three games that have been just like hype trains that just ran into the mountain. Yeah, and now people are seeing that happen again. They, yep, that's exactly what it is. They don't yeah. want to commit to anything. They, you know, are very skeptical given everything that's happened with mm -hmm. these other games. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, I think I I think Redfall is a perfect win for them. It deflates some of the conversation on Starfield and moves it to a big AAA property that's coming out relatively soon that people are interested in, you know? Yeah. All right. I That's it. That's the entire direct. They then wrapped it up. They ended it. Uh, I thought that was good. I was waiting for that announcement that never came, and I was happy when it didn't. Because uh, I'm not going to lie. Part of me was like, we're going to see another trailer, bull, uh, another Fable bullshit trailer, because the internet wants that so bad. So, yeah. like, we're going to, they're going to give them some bullshit, and it's just going to be another, like, fairy fucking a fucking hummingbird or some shit. <laughs> and I don't want that. It didn't happen. We had five, boom, five games. That was it. That was the show. Tight. Uh, I won't say no bullshit, because I definitely said bullshit, but minimal bullshit, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and we got gameplay. Gameplay uh, on every game. So, I don't know. Director's pretty good. 
I think direct was a good move for Microsoft. It definitely got them some points, uh, and it was everything they did was the right move. Do you have any final thoughts on the direct before we move on to odds and ends? Uh, no, right. no, I do not. All right. Well, of course, you guys can comment below and let us know what you think. We'll read them out. Uh, but before that, we gotta jump on into odds and ends, and then you know, stop being awake. Gaming Podcast. Alright, so that brings us to our final segment. Odds and ends. Ladies and gentlemen, we collect smaller news stories that we don't feel necessarily deserve a talking point. We uh, want to tell you about them, riff about them, just mention them here. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. I have two. Neil has four. He's going to start us off. Hit us with your best shot, man. In the immortal words of Pat Benatar. I was about to say, I was like, uh... Oh, I love Pat Benatar. Uh, I was pausing for effect. Motherfucker, I wore out my greatest hits of Pat Benatar <laughs> CD. I can't even listen to it anymore. We're running with the shadows of the night. So, baby, take my hand. It'll be all right. Oh, so, go ahead. Copyright strike. And for um, everybody out there, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so my first one here, uh, so we mentioned a little bit about it, uh, uh, I actually did not listen to the last episode, did we, did the talk of Forspoken make it in? Uh, yeah, yeah, your demo, yeah, 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 Yeah. I think it was in the, it was in one, because we had a really long conversation about Forspoken and something else, so I cut it in half and put one at the beginning and one at the end. So, Forspoken did turn out to be a, a big, steamy, steamy Trash pile fire. of shit. Yeah. Uh, just bland, generic. Uh, the the age-old tale of mm-hmm. a fish out of water yeah. with, you know, just magical shenanigans, whatever. Um, so, the uh, there was a launch trailer that had a bunch of, like, reviews, or, like, snippets from reviews, rather, from the likes of like Game Informer, you know, IGN, stuff like that. And they were a lot of one word. Re- uh, there was a, a, a TikToker actually made a video about this and looked for where these were actually coming from. So, like, one of the quotes said it was just from Game Informer and it said that it's impressive. Uh, well, come to find out, oh, uh, that man. impressive quote is not even from their actual review. Uh, it was actually a line from a uh, from one of their state of play previews uh-huh. that it said that it had the potential to be impressive, that it looked like it could be impressive. Um, but yeah, uh, so I feel like their uh, squares in a damage control situation right now to where they are putting out these trailers that make it seem like they're hyping up all of the, uh, all of these different, uh, reviews to where they're very much not, um, they're just trying to uh, rephrase it. And in fact, if I remember correctly, the review embargo went up a day before launch, Uh which that always means good things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to throw that one out there. But the fact that, you know, they are even blatantly misquoting things to misguide people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Phil uh, was actually, I was talking to him about this. He had watched one one guy who had reviewed it, and he was like, the combat is so monotonously easy. Yeah. Because all the bad guys are melee-based, and you have long-range ma- magic that you literally just can strafe and hold the button yeah. down, and you'll kill everything. And then apparently the guy did like a demonstration by just like, showing his hands and then just showing one hand on the thumb and one hand on the trigger just and in a circle and he just ran around and killed everything uh yeah it's a rough one it's a rough one as far as the uh the one word stuff they've been doing that for movies forever too it'll be like somebody will say this is a stunningly terrible movie and then it'll be like it's stunning stunning. (laughs) yeah uh so uh uh yeah um well, you, you're still up on me one, right? You want to go again? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go again. And this one uh, gives me sad face. Um, sad face? No. Sad face. So uh, Neil Druckmann of Naughty Dog and uh, director of oh, that then their one. Last of Us. Uh, it's basically said they're straight up and down done with uh, Uncharted. They said that they feel like they're done with a story and they're going to focus all their efforts on uh last of us things forever and all eternity uh like their upcoming last of us multiplayer game and the show because you know that's what's making the monies so uh, apparently they're gonna go by way of rockstar now and just do one thing and that's it you know i hate i hate to be the guy who takes the opposite position on this but good because thank god that somebody can put down a franchise before it get turns into shit okay we've had four uncharted games they're all solid experiences we've also had the lost legacies which i hear is lukewarm lost legacies a little yeah but still all right um put it away don't do what halo does and keep trying to like slam the defibrillators on the heart of Master Chief to keep him going. Put it the fuck away. Maybe revisit it in like 10 or 20 years. It's fine. Right now, put it away. Let it be done. Let those characters be done. Let them have the resolution. I'm totally okay with that. I will say this, though. I liked Uncharted way more than I like Last of Us. Way more. Always have, probably always will. So the idea that they're just doing Last of Us now is kind of a bummer because I don't know. Well, you know, I would I would subscribe totally to your line of reasoning if they have not released The Last of Us, The Last of Us Remastered, and The Last of Us Part 1, the barely remake remaster of that game. They've released the same game three times over the past hey, I'm not arguing like, with that seven ish years I'm not arguing that's, with that. that that's what I that's what I'm kind of screwed up with that's totally um, irritating I'm not fighting that it's just I'm totally okay with a franchise oh yeah I'm fine with them. Fi- final end you know and the I'm last of them. stuff is and hopefully yeah. hopefully at some point after they've got another game or two they put the last of us stuff down too and move on to something else yeah, I'm I mean, they did the with, same thing with Jack and Daxter once it yeah. ran its course, so I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's the like remakes are with, annoying, I agree. 
I'm fine with them taking a break from it because there's one thing that, you know, we've talked about before. It's franchise fatigue. Yes. They, they have said here, you know, that, okay, we've told Nathan Drake's story, I think was one of the direct quotes from it. And there's nothing left to tell. If that was the case, why did you end the last game with a tee up for, uh, like basically spoilers, I guess, uh, for Nathan Drake's daughter to pick up the mantle. Like, okay. Don't well, say you're done. Like they could have, they could have used the wording like, like they've done with, uh, with mass effect. We're going to shelve it for a while, but using phrasing, like we're done with it. Like we don't want to do anything with it. Or we feel like there's nothing else that we can do with it. Even after they've already, set up a logical expansion that could occur like you had said like after like 10 years or so dude the christopher nolan batmans end with joseph uh, joseph gordon levitt being passed the torch and then they never did anything with it (laughs) passing the torch (laughs) yeah passing the torch is also a reasonable end to a story i mean eventually i'm gonna die and stella's gonna carry whatever shit ass torch i hand her so like (laughs) i mean but the story will still this that still an end to my story. Now, I'm not saying that she couldn't have her own games and they couldn't be good. I'm just saying that, like, that's still a reasonable resolution to the story. I, I just, I mean, I would much rather it be done than them. I would, I would much rather them say done than shelved because shelved means we're going to get a shitty-ass game because people just keep asking where it's coming from. Done puts a finite on it. It, it tells the fans we're done. And, and fans, gaming fans are ravenous. They just keep coming they after are. the same shit. And and Mass Effect, I, I they only made Andromeda because of pressure. Because yeah. everybody just kept asking, where's the next Mass Effect game? Where's the next Mass Effect game? Where's the next Mass Effect game? Like, I don't think Andromeda would have ever come out if they didn't get pressure, pressure for that. And I think the only reason they got pressure, they're like, we're going to shelve it for a while. And the fans were like, well, what's a while? Like, Six months? Like, what are we talking here? I think you'd be in the same position. I think I think using that li- that 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 line is good because it puts a cap in everybody's mind on Uncharted. Everybody out there is like, we're not getting any more Uncharted games. And and honestly, the media even found a way to uh, spin it that they could still get them because uh, like every one of those headlines was like, they say it's done. They say they're done doing Naughty Dog, but you could still get more. Because they were like, we're not writing it off forever, but we're done with the story and we're getting no pressure to make more, you know? Like, the media still found a way to put that in there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, all right, should I do one now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, let's do some more sad face. Uh, there has been an indefinite delay on the console version of Dark Tide, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is a bummer. Uh, and it, it, it persists. Uh, they have also said that uh, the game itself has not been doing very well on PC. Uh, it's gotten a lot of criticism uh, because of bug issues, uh, frame rate issues, which, weirdly enough, I released a, a, a review that had none of those problems because I have experienced none of those problems in that game. But... <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people have connectivity issues, matchmaking issues. Um, because of that, Dark Tide is going to continue to work on making Dark Tide better before they 
try to transition it to console, which is a real bummer for some people out there who have been waiting for it forever. So. Yeah, I uh, I know you put that video up. Outside of that, I hadn't really seen much of anything in regard to like coverage of its release. Yeah, it's well they didn't release it in the right like they had a solid release date then they turned that release date into okay it's actually going to be an early access on pc and it's going to be delayed on console but they didn't really give a straight date they just said next couple of months it comes out on console mm-hmm. uh and now they've said it's not coming out in the next couple of months it's doing very poorly on PC, so we need to go back to basics and kind of rework it on PC before we bring it to console. So it's kind of been taking three steps back since it released, really. Oh, Which is a bummer. I actually liked it. Like, the gunplay is good. I like the fact that you can't always use gunplay. The melee combat is insanely good in it. Uh, the voice acting's fun, uh, and the missions are fun, but... Uh, apparently, like people have really had problems with uh, uh, frame rate dips, uh, boots, uh, inter- internet disconnections, matchmaking, all sorts of stuff. So they've got to redo all that before they can even look to put it on console. Oh God! Yeah. Um. So uh, this, I actually could have just rolled this into my last one because it's. Uh a little bit of a continuation to some degree. Okay. Uh, the last of us TV show has already been renewed for a second season after the premiere oh, yeah. alone got 22 million <laughs> viewers. Yeah. Um, and they are doing what, you know, they just can't help themselves, but to do with TV shows and movies for the second season. Basically, they straight up said that for the second season of the show, it's going to follow the second game, but there's just, so much in that second game that they have to break that apart into two separate seasons. So, um, I mean, theoretically are, speaking, that kind of makes sense because the first, the second game was like what double the size of the first game. I, f- I have feel like no idea. double or triple. Um, I actually, I know the second the, one was substantially larger than the first one. Yeah, I uh, I I don't know. I just have hated when movies and TV have done that now. Yeah, is yeah. they release like seasons in fractions or whatever because they basically have painted themselves into a corner or they just love the ratings for the shows so much they just want to squeeze every last drop of it that they can. I feel like it was the Harry Potter movies that did that first with the Deathly Hallows Part One, Part Two. Yeah, they just. They needed to get more money somehow, so they just split the whole ass thing into two separate movies. I don't understand why they couldn't make the first season into a longer like why did they end why did they wrap it all up in one season? Like why wouldn't you like try to string that out a little bit? Um, you're going through all your source material so fucking fast that Yeah. Like they they make the games what once every like eight nine years like right you only have two man you do two you get two more seasons of that that's two years what are you gonna do for season four or three or four like what are you gonna do I at that point I almost wonder if because uh, I believe this announcement came from Neil Druckmann as well I think that he is making a pseudo announcement on the multiplayer last of us 
saying like, hey, so we need to pad out some time here so that we can get this multiplayer Last of Us out so we could do a TV show about that too. So they want to split that second game into two seasons so that way they can have the game come out and like launch that either alongside or like in conjunction with the game the, the show and the game at the same time i mean that's fine it still feels like you, they're burning through their source material they too are, fast yeah. you know like I, f- I feel like you could have made three seasons of tv easily on the first game why would you especially like shorter like 12 episode seasons why would you burn through that in one season you know yeah i, I don't know uh, all right, uh, moving on to my last one. Uh, Phil Spencer, in that fun little interview, had some things to say about the whole 343 things. Oh, uh, yeah, he did. asked about the Halo Infinite and 343 and all that controversy. He said, I'm going to let 343 talk about the plans that they have right now uh, that people know they have. The next season is coming up, and they're excited about that. They've got some other things, some rumors, some announced that they'll be working on. They're excited about the plan forward i look at say the work that they've done on forge and the amazing support we've had from our creators there the timeline for halo halo is always going to be one of those things in my mind uh, that is part of xbox lore part of the foundation of what xbox is about um and then he said man this is not the comment that i wanted uh he said basically that they'd be critical uh i think it's something like that like they would be critical in the the critically important to the success of Halo moving forward is what he had said. Um, would they? Would they really? Well, I think it's still a, another obfuscation, though. I think it's another thing. Like, like he are they making Halo games anymore? That's what we want to know. And nobody specifically said that. Nobody said they're still making all the Halo games. They've all just said, Master Chief is still here to stay with 343. Okay, but are you making the games? Are you making the games? Nobody has given us a definitive answer on whether or not they're making the games or not. And I think that's that's really fucked up. Like, even when Phil's ass, he's like, oh, they're going to be critically important to Halo moving forward. Okay, what does that mean? Does it mean they're producing them, or does it mean they're making them? Like, right. Like, I think uh, I think there was another line uh, along the way too. Like, somebody was they they were asking about like the support, uh, like that three four three was going to be support or supported, mm-hmm, and the answer was like, well, yeah. you know, all all other all other studios, you know do supporting and get supported so it's like okay so again like (laughs) we're asking the hard question is you know halo being taken out of 343's hands and handed to somebody else well halo 343 is always going to be a part of halo okay right right yeah it is that's true one of the main characters is named that so not wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I think I I am increasingly more in the belief that uh, Halo will not be in the hands of 343 directly. I think 343 yeah. is going to start publishing. I think yeah. I think also if you look at the layoffs and the fact that they've laid off a bunch of people from 343, especially the what the lead game designer, he didn't get laid off fully though. He moved back to Microsoft if I recall correctly. I believe so, yes. Right. So you moved your lead game designer back to a different company. I think what this says is they're setting up 343 to be a publishing company, much like like Square Enix is in a lot of ways and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think Halo is 
like three four three is gonna move into this kind of transitional. You're gonna see its its little logo pop up on everything, but it's gonna decide like it's gonna manage Halo, but it's not gonna make any Halo games. And I think yeah. that I think a lot of the layoffs go to that. I think that they could get away with laying off a lot of the programmers and designers because I don't think three four three is gonna be doing a whole lot of that anymore. I think what. I think what you're going to end up having at 343 is people with calculators. Yeah. That's what I think you're going to have at 343. Yep. That's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they've already gotten a calculator out at one point. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, given the fact that they've already said, you know, of course there's been the layoffs that have mm-hmm. hit 343 pretty hard. And then, you know, they've said, oh, well, we, we're scaling back the plans for the future because, like, they originally were going to have, like, the the story was going to evolve. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the single player was always going to be, like, there was always going to be more s- stuff added into it. You'd have seasons of the story just like you would the multiplayer and all this other stuff. Well, and it, it, it comes back to, you know, I've said before people should get, you know, a second chance. I'm not against that, but 343 has routinely failed Halo fans uh, since it has received this franchise. Like everybody's yeah. like, Halo is 343. No, it isn't. It's Bungie. Bungie made the last good Halo game, uh, and it remains that way. Um, since 343 has received Halo, it has made no critically received game for Halo. I remember even when the, uh, the the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, were transitioned over, and they had special uh, matchmaking servers in Reach mm-hmm. that were the there was like the standard like this is Bungie's Halo, and then they had the three four threes version mm-hmm. of everything, and like you know like Reticle Bloom was totally different you know uh, Time to Kill was totally different you know weapon damage output fall damage speed uh, placement of items in some instances was totally different and it's at that point when there was very much a clear divide as to what Halo was and what it's going to be yeah and nobody was happy with what they did to Reach Uh, I mean and, and everything since then has been Halo 5 Master Chief Collection Halo Infinite they're all abysmal failures, all of them. The only successful games that 343 has released is Halo Wars 2. And I'm pretty sure they... Didn't they outsource that to somebody? I'm not 100% positive. I do believe, yeah. I can't remember who, though. But that's it. And that's probably, honestly, what Microsoft is looking at. If if Halo Wars was outsourced to people, they'd be like, the one success they've had is an outsourced game. Let's just let them outsource everything from now on. Yeah. Uh, because the, we can't we can't get rid of that company because we made that like we would look like idiots you know uh so i think they're turning that company into a publishing house and that was my last one you got one more right all right i got one more and this one's actually kind of a big one um to some degree so there was a video that was circulating briefly on reddit of a leak of multiplayer gameplay for a horizon project showing a uh, cartoony almost sort of Fortnite aesthetic now what is interesting is that no one can tell if this is from a cancelled project or one that was in active development now when this started making the rounds 
once it was found out about, it was immediately pulled from like everywhere on Reddit. And since that has happened, it's basically been confirmed that it is an alpha build of a Horizon multiplayer game. Mm. So well, they had already said they were making one. They said that they were uh, that they I, that they, I think that they were like going to look into making one or no, something. No, like they that, said they were making correctly. one. Uh, but yeah, that's the first time it's been shown. Um, we've talked about it before with this being the example of it, uh, mm-hmm. the franchise fatigue of uh, just pumping them shits yeah. out, yeah. you know, year after year, basically. Like the time between Horizon One and Two was fine, but now we have Horizon Forbidden West was last year. Call of the Mountain is going to be this year with its expansion for Forbidden West. And then mm-hmm. I, we're to assume what next year this multiplayer game is going to come out. Yeah. So Gorilla is falling back into their old ways of Killzone, of just yeah. cranking out the same thing over and over again. And they're going to have to make a third gonna, one too because it ended in a cliffhanger. Right? And they very much are going to have to. Yes, they're going to have to make a third Horizon. Uh, that ended because the second one ended in a cliffhanger. Now, if they had any sense, they would stop it at three, maybe tee up a sequel that could happen in the future, potentially with a different main character, and not lock themselves behind one single character and one single storyline and feel the need that they have to push these things out as fast as possible as often as they can i don't disagree with any of that i think that overall um i do want a horizon multiplayer game i think i really want the ability to create a character in it and i'd love the ability to hunt some robot monsters with my friends instead of just Mm -hmm. playing alone um i think that that is a great game for multiplayer uh that being said I agree. I think that you've got to be careful with franchise fatigue. I think a multiplayer would at least be a new enough spin on it that we could have some fun with that. But you are reaching a critical mass here where we're going to end up in that position where you're just cranking one out every two years and the quality is going to decrease and decrease and decrease until you kind of kill your own thing. I think some of that too is pressure from Sony though. Sony's Sony's got so many first party studios and they got so many games they got to crank out, you know, that they're, they're probably like, yeah, look, you guys are making Horizon until we say otherwise, you know. Right. Uh, all right. Well, that's it, right? We can do the plugs. We can be done. That is it. We can do plugs and we can go sleep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with that shameless self-promotion. And then uh, we'll be done. Horrible Gaming Podcast. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, you got anything special you want to plug? Uh, well, uh, I do know that we are back in the uh, swing of doing uh, the UHW. Uh, there is that. I am playing Chad Rover, uh, old man underdog, uh, fighting his way up through the ranks. Through the ranks, he's the um, champion. He's the top of the, the Super Division ranks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also did a uh, very entertaining stream recently. <laughs> you may have seen it. Yeah. Uh, you suck at parking. 
I I have got to say, like, that game, I, I didn't know what the game was. Like, I had just seen a brief overview, uh, and then we actually played it, and it was it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and it was nice uh, change of pace for the stream from doing our normal Halo lasso shenanigans, too. Yeah. Um, so you can check that out as well. Uh, yes, please check those things out. UHW, we are recording again. I do not have a re-release, like, premiere sort of thing for the next, I guess, season or phase of what we're doing. Uh, we want to have some episodes in the bank before we release it, but it is coming. It is coming. Um, I've got a big week. Big week of streaming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all my normal streams are there. The one I really want to plug, February 2nd, this Thursday... I am. I have been saying for a while we are going to be doing some more TTRPG stuff on the channel, obviously with the UHW stuff, but we're doing a kind of a crazy weird one. Uh, this Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, myself and a big TTRPG guy, Wizards Respite, uh, you can check him out at wizardsrespite.com. He does written reviews and blogs about role-playing games. We are playing this kind of crazy journaling game called The Last Tea Shop. Uh, where you kind of play a tea shop owner at the end of the universe trying to help people work through their issues before they pass on. Uh, and it's a really interesting game. I actually bought a copy of it. It's only $5. and They'll actually let you have it for free, but for the complete edition, it's only $5. Just look up Last Tea Shop online. It's really cool. Uh, I played a solo game I love. I'm writing that up. Uh, I did the narrations for Wizards Respite. Um, on this channel you can check out all those if you kind of want to see what you're getting into um but we're actually going to do a live stream of it a two-player style version uh this thursday we're very 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 excited about that i'm really excited about it it's unlike anything i've ever played with another player so yeah please come check that out we are going to be talking to you guys where the game kind of works in chapters so in between each chapter, we're going to kind of be talking to you guys, getting your reactions, stuff like that. Uh, but it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be real weird. Uh, so come check that out. It might be a train wreck. Who knows? Uh, but that's it. That's it. That's all the special stuff I want to plug. We've got a lot of content coming out right now. Five things. We've got another run, run of five things going. Those are on Fridays. Got some reviews coming. Uh, those have been on Mondays. O OMG, we got content out the butt, so just check it out, whatever you want to see, um, and we'll be back here next week. As long as you guys keep watching, listening, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next time. Did you read that article about the fish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite thing oh, in the world. God, fish is playing. Flip, fish is streaming. The fish is streaming. I want to know more about the fish. The fact that the fact that the fish wins one Pokemon, like it beat Pokemon. Yeah, uh, this that's is, insane to me. That the fish. Is a, yeah, this is akin to when they did the Twitch Plays Pokemon. Right. However, I, here's the difference with the Twitch Plays Pokemon and the Fish Plays Pokemon: is that fish is owned by one dude. That dude wakes up in the morning, he puts his fish <laughs> in front of some motion sensor technology, which probably costs him a pretty penny, and then yeah. he leaves it on for eight fucking hours, and guess what? He makes buco dollars off of that shit, I am sure, yeah. and that's what's crazy to me, is that guy just sits a fish in front of a camera, 
and probably makes more than I've made in my life. I love that it bought a bunch of things, though, accidentally on a credit card. Like, that makes my day. I I wish. If this somehow makes it into the show, everybody out there, just look for uh, Streamer Fish commits credit card fraud, and you'll you'll find a story. Basically, a Streamer Fish, uh, like this guy uses a fish and motion sensor technology to allow the fish to control the characters on the game. Uh, and then just lets the fish play the game. And uh, this fish is actually beaten games, which is weird. Uh, I'm sure purely by accident, which is even weirder. Uh, but apparently the game that, that he had running went down, and then uh, uh, he ended up, but the motion sensor technology stayed on, and he ended up buying a bunch of stuff on the guy's credit card by accident. I would have loved to have watched that stream as it was happening. I want to watch the conversation that the guy had with the credit card companies. Because <laughs> yeah. he had to call up the company and be like, no, 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 no. No, my fish bought my it. My fish bought it. Like, And he had to convince them the fish bought it. I want to see that conversation. That, that makes my day. <laughs>